Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Tops, a talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is best known for his time in the AWA, Georgia, and Memphis. He has worked with many of the pro wrestling greats of the past and is well known throughout the pro wrestling world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome Mr. Alan West. Alan, thank you for coming out today on Bumps and Thumps. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Brian. This is a great honor. Appreciate you having me. You know, when you reached out to me a while back after I did a few podcasts, and uh, I I remember the name. I had to go look it up, and yep. uh, but I, then it, it clicked. And uh, you know, you got a lot of uh, a lot of great matches from your days in the AWA, Georgia. And Memphis that I that I watched and uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, I, I I saw the other day a thing about you and it kind of compared you uh, to Magnum TA. Yeah. As far as your appearance and everything, you guys had a very similar with the mustache, the long hair in the back, and and all that. It's pretty it's pretty neat. I thought that was pretty amazing comparing you to Magnum TA. So yeah, that was kind of the look back in the eighties. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember for now. I mean, but hey, that's all right. You, you, for those of you that are watching, I think the man's aged very well. So, <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, growing up, I understand you're from Minnesota. Uh, yep. Talk a little bit about your childhood, if you would, and, and your family life, and, and some of your schooling. Yeah, yeah. I was um, born in uh, Minneapolis, and uh, we. Uh, my dad started a 
family over in East Bloomington, and um, I kind of grew up there in my uh, grade school. Then we moved over to West Bloomington, and um, which was uh, uh, supposedly a better side of town, but uh, um, my dad lost his job, and uh, basically... The only thing I remember growing up is uh, we were always in, um, I think it was baseball, football, and I played hockey. Uh, just kept us busy doing that, and uh, we didn't really have a lot of stuff. I had a brother. I have an older brother. I have an older sister, so I'm the, I'm the baby of the group, and uh, I just kind of played on their heels and kind of learned what they were doing, you know? So yeah, uh, yeah. That, that was kind of kind of my upbringing. So, yeah. Um, did you do any there were wrestling? Did you do any amateur wrestling? Um, well, yeah, we. Uh, I did go out for the wrestling team, I believe, my junior year in high school, I believe. Um, uh, first thing, I was I was pretty good at it, but the after the first practice, coach coach wanted me to cut all this weight. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> high school's different, man. You gotta you want to get as lean as you can to dominate, right? And uh, yeah. I was trying to get stronger for football and us, uh, so uh, okay. I, it didn't last long but I, I did uh, dabble in it <laughs> okay yeah uh did you go to college after high school and yeah yeah I um I went to uh, uh Bemidji State uh for a, about a year and a half then I went to the U of M for about a year University of Minnesota and then uh ended up in Mankato Minnesota Mankato State and I uh, had a scholarship there to play football. So Awesome. All right, well, let's talk about how you got started. I understand you were trained by the, the great Eddie Sharkey. Yeah, it was uh, – well, when I was uh, in college, um, my junior and senior year, I had three roommates that were basketball players. And uh, so I was the, the runt of the group. And – one of the uh, roommates was John Laurinaitis, um, the infamous okay. Johnny Ace today. And he's, I think he's back, with, back with WWE, I think, as a <laughs> talent guy. But, uh, yeah. you know, at that time, cable TV just came out. And his brother, which is Joe Laurinaitis, Animal, none of us knew anything about wrestling at all, except that Joe was going to be on Saturday night on TBS and we tuned it in, and that's what we would do. We would watch it. And that's, that was the only real exposure I had to wrestling. Okay. Um, I was really good at football in college. Um, I got a few uh, tryouts in the pros. I signed a contract with the Vikings, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty neat. What Grant's comeback year, 85? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a linebacker. and uh, Okay. It was, it was, I just had bad luck. I had a real bad neck injury. I had a knee injury. Um, it was cool. I mean, uh, the older you get, it's, it means more. <laughs> Back then, yeah. it was like disappointment, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah. I was still friends with John, John Laurinaitis, and uh, we would visit Joe when he was in town sometimes. And uh, I wasn't doing much. I was, I was working at a, 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 a health club. And working out and bouncing at night after the uh, the Viking thing, and then uh, we just got to talking, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm in great shape, but we're, you know, can I? Is there any other way to make money? You know?" So 
uh, John said, uh, Joe thinks you could do it, man. Joe thinks you could go in and uh, he said, you got a good luck. You could be a baby face. You know, I didn't know half that stuff at the time, but I'm like, I don't know, man. I was like, it's just nothing. It was no passion to do it, you know, but um, I didn't. And I started talking to John more about it and uh, Joe set it up. He said, Hey, go meet. He goes, there's a guy named Eddie down in, uh, I don't know where we were at the time, some junior high in St. Louis Park basement, something. I don't know where it was. <laughs> I show up and there's like six other guys just, you know, barely walking. The walking dead's going in there. And I'm like, wow, what's, what am I doing here? And it was just a little, little it wasn't a ring. It was a pad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was a pad. Um, I don't know what I gave him. Joe, Joe helped me because he, he – I didn't have to pay as much as the other people, but uh, yeah. I had no idea. So I just started learning it from there, man. It was yeah. crazy. It was, uh, and uh, that was the era of, uh, I mean, I was only exposed to the road warriors for like, right. that's the first passion I had for wrestling. So I'm, I'm assuming all these wrestlers are the size of these guys. Right. And, yeah, and, yeah. and they were at this camp. Uh, I don't know if you don't remember Terry Shapinsky, the warlord. Oh, yeah, I remember Warlord. Warlord yeah, I mean, he, he had a great career, but he was—he started with me. I mean, okay. that guy is massive. Yeah. And uh, we had, I think, T. Joe Khan, I think was his name. T. Uh, Joe Khan, yeah. I mean, they're all coming back to me, but those were the guys I remember in the camp with me. And and then uh, we would do – Eddie kind of ran an independent circuit a little bit around, like, Wisconsin, Iowa, Winnipeg. I don't know. Uh, so we kind of – Tried to learn the ropes that way, but I was, I was so naive and green that I, he wouldn't really smarten you up, you know. So we had, you know, we had, like I was wrestling the warlord in there. He wasn't the warlord then, but neither of us knew what the heck was going on. It was, a, it was an ugly match, you know. But uh, I remember it. You know, thinking back on it, I'm like, wow, it came, he came a long way, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, that's interesting. What do you think, uh, you know, Eddie, I've, you know, Eddie, Eddie Sharkey, Vern Gagne's camp. I mean, what do you think it is about guys from Minnesota in that time period? Because, you know, your group of guys, probably from, I don't know, the late 70s into the mid-80s, there was just a bunch of guys that were from Minnesota that came mm-hmm. on the scene. I mean, it was incredible. And, and do you think is it the water? Is it the the way you're up, um, you're brought up? Is it the school? Well, I think the. Uh, I mean, like Eddie, you know, you had to back. I don't know what it is now, but right. I think it's easier to get trained now than it was back then. I mean, mm-hmm. you had to. It was like an underground thing. I mean, you couldn't. <laughs> there's no internet. You couldn't like Google. Hey, how do you become a pro wrestler? Right. You had to know somebody that knew somebody that could get you in. Right. Right. And uh, and I think they would put their word in, meaning they would – it meant something like, hey, I, I'm vouching for this guy. Okay. Yeah. I think nowadays you can just pay your money, and no matter who you are, you get trained. Right. But that doesn't mean you're a pro wrestler. In, in right. our world, pro, being a pro wrestler is making a living at doing it year-round. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they went after the right people, the right athletes and uh, – With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And a lot of them were ex-football players and wrestlers. And um, so, I mean, it, it was a it wasn't a lot of us. So I don't know the other school well, back then. I don't know. I don't, there, was, there wasn't a lot of schools. I'm just saying there was a lot of guys uh, during that time, the territorial system that we're from. Minnesota. Well, it's kind of back then. It was the muscle era, era a little bit. Um, right. It was just turning with the with the Warriors. So usually, if you're if like me, I mean, I, we would hang out with. We knew the the Road Warrior. We knew Johnny Ace. Yeah. All of us worked out. We all went to the gym. Yeah. We all crossed each other's paths. So right. that you know, it wasn't just plucking somebody from you know your school. It right. Was a, yeah. I, I was just curious. I think it's part of it's a work ethic thing because I'm not saying people are lazier now. I'm just saying that that time frame, there was a lot of guys from the Midwest, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, that, in my opinion, in that era dominated professional wrestling. I mean, yourself, Barry Darso, Rick Rude. Oh, I mean, yeah. a road warrior, Hawk and animal. Uh, yeah, I could name a hundred. And, and that's, uh, and that, I was learning that when I was training that these guys that I wasn't personal with, like you just mentioned them all, but they were, they were on TV now. Mm-hmm. They were, they were on TV. A lot of them went down to Georgia and, uh, and so I could see, you know, they're like, hey, you know, that's Barry Darso. And I'm like, oh, really? You know, I'm like, yeah, he's from, he knows so. I'm like, oh. So I knew it was possible then, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then I, because we, you know, I, I wasn't a wrestling fanatic back then. Um, so I had to learn everything kind of on my own. Because, like I said, today it's so, you just go Google everything, right? I, <laughs> I mean, you could... All the fans know more than we do. I mean, (laughs) very, very true. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, it's, yeah, they had a great group of people and they made, they made a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit, uh, promotions you worked for. Uh, you worked for the, I found the three, the AWA Georgia championship, uh, Memphis, was there anyone, any promotion in particular that you just really enjoyed being in and working in? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, the 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 one that I felt most comfortable and had a blast at was down in Memphis. Um, okay. And we actually lived in Nashville at the time, but okay. um, that I mean, I uh, after Eddie Sharkey's camp, I kind of uh, got a so-called tryout with the AWA. Yeah, okay. not not on my own. I mean, Eddie did it and Joe did it, and um, and I started. And then I, I, it was probably two three months. I wrestled pretty regularly for him. In I don't know, I think it was '86, maybe. Yeah, um, and that's where I met. Uh, I just saw him on your show. The uh, the Colonel, the Colonel man, the Colonel De Beers. He was awesome. Yeah, he was a, yeah, yeah. Um, he. Uh, 
so I was really green and uh, I didn't train with Vern or anybody and I didn't I was just hanging out wrestling probably the opening matches with or no I mean you know first or second match uh, at you know do the regular tour you'd go to you know five outstate areas of Minnesota right you know um, but it was pretty we had good we had five six matches a week and um, and then I got offered uh, to go to um, Europe, uh, Germ- I think it was Germany. I'm, uh, for oh, some wow. reason, I think it might have been Germany. Uh, yeah. Is that where – you probably know more of that. Is that where uh, that Otto Vance is? Yeah, Otto Vance, Germany, yeah. yeah. Um, so the deal was – I don't know what a back – at the time, I don't know. He, the offer was – it wasn't a lot of money uh-huh. for going. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to freaking Germany for 12 weeks. And I'm like, I don't know uh, – so I was in the locker room. I was talking to the colonel, and the colonel's like, he goes, "Dude, I go over there all the time." He goes, "He goes, you're getting ripped off, you know." <laughs> and I'm like, "Shit, of course I am. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> so, and I don't know if he, you know, he made he got me so wound up that I walked into Vern's office. First time I ever talked to Vern, <laughs> and I'm I asked Vern for more money <laughs> to go to Germany, and wow. I've been in the business for two months. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> It didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, it probably didn't go very well, did it? No. But even uh, the beers said, you know, and he goes, no, you, you, he's going to give you, you know, three, four hundred bucks more a week because he's getting X amount for sending you over there, you know. But yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was, a, I mean, I really didn't want to go over there. I'm not a big overseas guy. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of burned my first bridge with them. And yeah. uh, I started getting booked less. So, oh, yeah. um, I talked to my buddy Johnny Laurinaitis, and he's like, uh, he goes, let me call Joe. And Joe says, hey, I got you a starting date down in Georgia Championship Wrestling, uh, you know, in three weeks or whatever. He goes, Here, here's the address, you know, go look up Dusty. He's the booker. He'll take care of you. I'm like, cool. I got in my car, went down there. Um didn't know what I was getting into, and I learned very quickly the first week that I was only there as enhancement talent. <laughs> I was uh, just getting plowed. At least yeah. AWA, I was having a good match, learning. Yeah, I went. I went down there and got. I just got my ass handed to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but it, it, it did two things. I mean, it, it smartened me up more, but it also made me appreciate that you know you can't give up and uh, right. You have yeah. to fight. And uh, what was cool, though, about getting beat up three, four times, I mean, I was getting paid way more there than I was in AWA. Though. Yeah. So it was more of a – then I was learning the monetary side of it. That yeah. No contract. I mean, you had to show up. You got paid, right? You know? Right. Um, so I had a lot of matches with the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, what's his name? Uh, who's Ricky Robert. Yeah. Ricky, uh, uh, Ricky yeah, Morton and Robert Ricky. Gibson, yeah. No, Ricky was so nice to me. Every he wouldn't he wouldn't pin me like if we're doing a TV match. Mm-hmm. He would. I mean, I'd get the finish and go in there, and I'm supposed to get pinned. And during the match, he go he goes tag your partner. I'm like, well, we're supposed to go home, and he goes tag your partner. I tag my partner. He would get beat. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, what are you doing? He's like he's like you're better than that, man. You're better than that. And I'm yeah. like, so he helped me. With his contacts, get a full a gig down in um, Memphis. Okay. Um, 
and uh, Bobby Eaton was really a good inspiration to me too. He uh, yeah. super super nice guy. Yeah. Didn't care that I was an under guy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Opened up, gave me his knowledge, and uh, yeah. I've heard a lot of good you know, things about Bobby Eaton before. He's a he, great guy. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, he passed away last year, and uh, I have heard. Uh, in fact, I went to a. Uh, Mid-States Wrestling down in Harrison, Arkansas, a few months back. They did a tribute to Bobby Eaton uh, because he was so inspirational to them there. And I have had just nothing but wonderful things about that man. And I wish I would have – I was – just a quick note, and then we'll get back. Uh, I was supposed to get with Jack Lord. I don't know if you know who that is. He was really good friends with Bobby Eaton, and I was going to do a podcast with him, but then he – got in really bad health and then it's unfortunately passed away and uh but i heard nothing but great things about the guy so yeah, yeah. tremendous you know and yeah. uh so ricky got me started in uh ricky morton made a phone call to jerry jarrett he was promoter down then he was running it and uh showed up in louisville and uh that was great i mean i learned so much more down there i could work I mean, that was literally 330 days a year down there. I mean, that was uh, – and, and mo- to the most part, you could come home on most trips. You know, uh, a lot of people would stay out. Uh, they were usually two, three-hour drives. It wasn't real bad, you know. Um, money wasn't great, but uh, I learned so much more down there and yeah. um, had some – you know, met some great guys down there and uh, learned a lot down there too, you know. Yeah. I mean – I've heard a lot of good things about Memphis uh, with Jerry, Jerry Jarrett, and uh, and Jerry Lawler. Yep, yep. Um, Jerry Lawler is the Vern Gagne down there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Learned that quickly. I mean, it was uh, it was talk about passionate wrestling fans in the '80s. Wow, down there in Memphis and yeah. Nashville and Louisville and yeah. Evansville. Um, holy cow! I mean, yeah. we saw. I mean, they that was you know. It was like a Super Bowl every time we went into these. Arena. It was well, crazy. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's that's yeah. great. That's no, great. It was um, it was amazing. I mean, uh, I, I, Nashville. We li- I lived in Nashville, and it was that's a great place to live. You know, I mean, yeah. Wow, that's pretty neat. Um, so, did you ever work in any? Uh, I mean, you sold out arenas and things like that, but like. Pay-per-view was just getting kind of going then. Yeah. You had the WrestleManias, the Wrestle Rocks, the Super Clashes, the Starcades. Did you any ever work in any of those type of? You know, I, I never did get on those, okay. those big, huge events. Yeah. Uh, the, the only uh, big ones uh, were, um, well, AWA. I can't. I, don't know, I was going to say after the Nashville, I got a chance to come back to AWA in 87, mm-hmm. 88. Yeah. So. I ended up back here, but then I did a couple of those, those Christmas shows were pretty big, you know? Yes. And, uh, yeah. Um, there was one huge show down in, um, it was at Memphis. The headliner was, uh, uh, Jerry Lawler versus, um, Austin Idol hair versus hair match. Uh, I don't know if you've never seen it. It's, it's on YouTube. You got Yeah, I've seen it. it yeah. It's it was pretty. A, the the place actually rioted. They were climbing yeah. the cage, and fans were. I mean, it was it was insane, and yeah. uh, that was a huge crowd. Back, uh, yeah. We had some good. Yeah, they had 
They took their wrestling pretty seriously. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of those matches in Memphis, and they, yeah, they're hardcore fans. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. they they did a lot of gimmick matches, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything back, I mean, like you see them probably more today because it's online, but uh, yeah. You know, they would throw out that hair versus hair or yeah. loser leave town, barbed wire, dog yeah. collar, all that stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I miss those. I'll be honest with you. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> yeah. So chemistry with wrestlers. Uh, is there one person that <clears throat> either you tagged with or you wrestled against that really you just had that? That chemistry, you just it just flowed well. Was there anybody in particular? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, well, when I was in the Memphis territory, I had, you know, you had rivalries with other, you know, you'd work with someone for sixty days, you know, um, mm-hmm. every night, and uh, and I don't know if you guys know of him. I mean, his name was Dale BC. He was called the Hunter, and he had a valet named Bambi. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrestled him every night for two or three months and some crazy matches, you know, false count anywhere, you know, barbed wire, all that crap. But it was, um, we could do that in our sleep. I mean, it was the match. It was so much fun. You didn't, you know, it was just easy. He knew what I did. I knew what he did. Um, that's, that was fun. And then, um, I wrestled, uh, in, Georgia a lot. Uh, I took on Brad Armstrong. Oh yeah, yeah, great wrestler. Oh, great person, you know. Yeah, but he would teach me stuff every. I mean, after the match, he would say, yeah. "Here's what I did. Here's why I did it." You know. Then we then we started. It was just easy, you know. I mean, it was work. We were doing great, but it was afterwards. You just go, man, that's the way it should be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, those are the two that step out. I mean, there's a lot of all the veterans I worked with were really good. Um, you know, um, I do want to touch on uh, Kurt. Kurt Henning was uh, an amazing, kind of a mentor to me. Um, yeah. He 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 went out of his way to help me, and he was the I think he was the top guy back then. Um, but you know, he didn't have to give me the time of day. You know, but he was. He was amazing. Um, I yeah. never, I only worked against him a couple times, um, yeah. but uh, I, I just think he he stands out to me a lot too. So, heard a lot of good things about about Kurt. You know, unfortunately, oh. he passed away early in, in life. And uh, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. You you have your guard do- guard down. He he get you. But yeah, I heard he was a jokester pretty pretty a lot. But so. but the next day he'd be your best friend, man. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you can't stay mad at yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, question about: Did you ever have any like real heat with anybody? I mean, and you don't have to say a name or anything. You just I'm just curious because sometimes people say no, never had anybody that gave me a problem. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I, I'll say two names. I have no problem doing that. I mean, I'm. Um, I mean, you have to remember when I was wrestling. I was I was a big dude back then. Oh, yeah, I, was, yeah I, uh, I, I know. I've seen you. I mean, I was put together pretty good. I was about two fifty. You know, pretty solid, six yeah. two. Um, and I was athletic, and I was tough. Just because I had long blonde hair didn't mean you weren't a tough guy. You know, but, right? Uh, yeah. 
Um, but when I, in Georgia, I had a couple guys that were trying to take advantage of you, you know, um, and I would, cause I was a, a low guy there, you know, I was getting beat every night. So I would go against their top guys and, uh, uh, the one, I mean, one guy that I, I just absolutely couldn't stand is Bill Dundee. I mean, um, Okay. Star Bill Dundee he was in Georgia, but down there, and, um, and ended up I ended up wrestling him again in Memphis after that. But uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't care for him the way he talked, the way he thought he was the toughest guy in the room uh, in the locker room, and yeah. uh, he treated me pretty bad. And uh, put it this way, I was uh, you know I, I I was I had my guard up, I was ready, so uh, right. I wrestled him a lot. And, yeah. Uh, um, Nothing ever happened though, and then yeah. the other guy was Tully Blanchard. Tully really, Blanchard. Tully Blanchard. Okay. Yeah, he treated me like garbage, and uh, which is fine. He can do whatever he wants, but uh, yeah. Um, you know, back then it was pretty big time for Georgia down there. I mean, we would get yeah. on their. They had a private jet, and I would get on that probably once a week to the bigger shows. Mm-hmm. And then it's usually reserved for all the 15 guys making all the money, right? Right. Rightfully so. So sometimes I would have to go on there. They would tell me to go on there. I, I didn't force myself on there. Right, right. Um, and he would just treat you like a piece of garbage. And he wasn't joking, you know. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just like, I just think it was some unnecessary crap. That, yeah. I mean, you know, you're around. That's a lot of testosterone every day you're around, man. I mean, yeah. you know. People hated me too. So, <laughs> but uh, th- those are two guys I wish I, uh, I have no problem meeting today if they want to talk about something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, that's interesting. So, do you watch any pro wrestling today much? Um, I uh, yeah, I, I I see clips online, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch the programs. Um, yeah. I did maybe 10, 15 years ago when my buddy, I'm still in contact with John Laronitis. He's, yeah. uh, he used to be, uh, he had a big role. He was like the, uh, I don't know, GM or something. Uh, GM of SmackDown and, or yeah, Raw, yeah, one of those two. Yeah. yeah. So I would try to catch some of that when he was yeah. doing that. Cause it was yeah. hilarious. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, and then when he'd come do shows here sometimes, and I I would meet him somewhere. But I, you know, I I don't really I I know of it because it's on the high. I know I belong yeah. to a lot of social media groups that shows all the highlights of what's going on, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I love what Brock Lesnar's doing. He's he, I think he's bringing a lot of toughness back to the sport. Uh, yeah. Um, but. I can't, I don't know, it's, it's tough. I can't watch much more than 20 minutes before I get, I get a little repulsed, I'll be honest. But yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think to me, um, the biggest thing is they, they talk too much. They, they, uh, they do 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes of the show is them in the ring back and forth talking smack or whatever mm-hmm. instead of, you know, back in your day, if you did an interview, it was, it was two minutes either yeah. after the show, after you're, uh, were in the ring or right before you went in the ring, you did your stuff and then the next match came or whatever. And now oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's just, 
you know, and, and obviously it works for them because they're very successful. I just think that it's kind of a lost art of uh, the the show. And I think that's why, too, there's a lot of more, um, how do you say, thriving for uh, the independents now and the, you know, other organizations that are coming up. And, and I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. uh, I just, it might be, I mean, I'm generalizing, but, you know, the ones that I'm watching, you know, what is there? Let's say there's 30 wrestlers that they rotate through, right? But Mm -hmm. 26 of them aren't more than 200 pounds. Yeah, they're a lot smaller now, I'll say, Um, right? And which is which is needed and, and it's good, but mm-hmm. I, I just, as me as a fan, I can't watch five matches like that. I mean, I just can't do it. I just, yeah. I don't have any interest. I, I yeah. want, I want to see something that I don't, I don't know. I just think it's more gymnastics and uh, great moves. Uh, they're great, super talented. They are. They're, yeah. They're yeah. getting paid a lot, so they're doing something right. It's just yeah. way different than what I did, you know. Right. Right. No, I, I, I agree with you. So, all right, so what kind of things are you working on now, sir? Uh, some projects coming up, anything going on? Um, I do. I, I run a, uh, a nonprofit company okay. called the uh, MS Birdie Bash Gala. It's for uh, multiple sclerosis. Okay. And uh, I've done that for this is my 11th year. We've raised over a half million dollars. Oh, wonderful. We, uh, we give out grant money to individuals uh, in Minnesota okay. that need help with equipment and, you know, wheelchairs or medicine. It's a very expensive disease. And uh, yeah. so we, uh, I, <clears throat> we do a, a fall, big, huge fall gala every, every year, uh, October usually. And uh, so that's kind of my uh, passion is try to help others that are unfortunate, you know? Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. All right, <laughs> it's, that's, uh, no, that's, that's that is great. So, all right, well, from there, I think we're gonna wrap it up. I really appreciate you coming on here today. Um, for yeah. those of you that are listening, thank you for watching. Thank you, uh, Mr. Alan West, a, a talent that uh, to me, I only, I don't, I know you only did it for a few years, but I think. Myself and I think a lot of others that are either watching or listening to this will tell you that you had a you had an impact on the business for the short time you were there. Even um, you know, I think Great. you had a big impact, and uh, I'm glad you're doing well, uh, and your and your foundation is doing well, and and uh, mm-hmm. that's great. So appreciate you coming on, sir. Thank you. You bet. Anytime, man. I appreciate the uh, the time, and uh, it's great talking to you, Brian. All right, Alan, thank you. And, folks, please, uh, thanks again for watching or listening, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet, as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 
9 p.m. Eastern. Just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off the uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stiles of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat Sting, Nick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Still after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com 
or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 